Have you guys actually heard about the new show? Have you heard about this? It's called Little Fires Everywhere. Yeah, I heard it's unreal. It's an eight-episode limited series only on Hulu. Starring and executive produced by Academy Award winner Reese Witherspoon and Golden Globe nominee Kerry Washington. Oh, I actually did see this on Good Morning America because they were promoting it. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I love both of them together. Um, that's exciting. And now it's good for me to know that I can watch the first three episodes, March 18th, and new episodes every Wednesday only on Hulu. Wait, this actually sounds really good. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Dear Young Rocker is more than just a podcast about music. It's a memoir of how it feels to survive high school when you don't fit in and the freeing feeling of picking up a guitar for the first time. It's also advice for anyone who is or was young and has ever felt weird or alone. Dear Young Rocker is written and narrated by me, Chelsea Erson, executive produced by Jake Brennan, and comes to you from Double Elvis Productions. Listen to Dear Young Rocker on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Another Monday. Another Monday. It and really this is, is this is a special episode because we is? have our new spinoff. Welcome to Mike and Easton's oh movie God. breakdown, <laughs> where we talk everything Avengers Endgame. No, just kidding. I mean, oh. but we want to. Uh, Easton's like, oh, bummer. We can't spoil I it. Yet. My notes and everything. I was all ready. <laughs> you guys are total Avenger nerds, and I we, love it. And he's been so busy since we got here, we haven't been able to to debrief yet. I mean, can you everything. debrief it? It's a lot to process. It, it, it's a lot. How much time you got? <laughs> this would Apparently be our longest. We've got an hour. This would be our longest episode. I I'm actually bummed that I didn't see it because I've heard how great it was. I just remember I told you I wanted to I wanted to see all of them in order. Like I've seen I've seen Iron Man. Right. That's part of it, right? That's the first one. Started it off. Okay, so I love Iron Man. I think Robert Downey Jr. is just amazing. He's perfect. I, he's just his comedic timing. His I mean, yeah, just perfect. everything. He's my favorite. But then you kind of lost me when it went to, I'm not like the biggest Chris Evans fan. So Wow. Interesting. I, I think he's a good actor. <laughs> I just like, I don't see him as Captain, what is he? America? America? That's America's <laughs> ass. Chris Evans called into the uh, morning radio show that I work on, uh-huh. and I got to tell him how much I love him and Captain America. Are you serious? He was so you? cool. He was so nice to me. Uh, no, I mean, I, I don't know what it is. I just don't see him as like Captain America. Like I would, for some reason. I don't see anyone else as Captain but America. But that's just because I've never seen it though. So it's like weird to. The thing is, Jana tells me that she's like, well, I'll watch all of them like leading up to. And this is six weeks ago. I'm like, honey, there's 20 movies there's in this tw- How in is this there universe. 20? Like, and the, they say this universe. It's been going can... for 11 years. I was but the like, universe we don't have enough time with is, two kids. That's a, what other movies? So there's Iron Man. There's Captain America. What other 20 Thor. movies? So I've never seen Thor. Okay. Right. What else? You have all the Avengers. I've never seen any of the Avengers. Right. Okay. You have, I mean, Spider-Man, but there's- Which there's Spider-Man? There's a few so that really like a few didn't different... tie in kind of, you know what I mean? Like Spider-Man didn't talk about any of the Infinity Stones or the bigger picture. But he's such a big character. I mean, there's right. the Guardians of the Galaxy. Of there's the Galaxy. Thor. There's uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor there's Strange. like 600 hours of content you got to get through. Oh, See, none of those excite me. I like Deadpool. Deadpool <laughs> to me, like, why can't that be in the universe? Because that dark, sadistic humor Jana loves. I love <laughs> might be. It's all Disney now. I mean, I just, yeah. I don't know. I think Dead- if he starts doing it, I'll, I'll go in. You I know mean, who I could see as Captain America? Besides me. Well, do you know that Mets and Michaels 
nickname. I guess his friends call him Captain America. Really? Oh, oh I just turned it. off my mic. It was a college <laughs> nickname. Oh. Yeah. Because but, you're patriotic or you have a shield or <laughs> something like that. All right. See, I see like Chris Hemsworth as Captain America. He's Thor. But I see, I see what's his face that was in the other movie as Thor. Um, <laughs> you what's don't know his what I'm talking about. in the other movie? You're I'm trying to, to read follow my mind. Yes, come on. Chris Evans? No. Wait, or... The guy that was the Aquaman or something. Oh, oh. Um, Momoa? Jason Momoa. I think he would be a good Thor. But he's Aquaman. But I don't... He's a great Aquaman. Mm. No. <laughs> Anyways. Which I'll just... What happened to wind on being about girls and <laughs> because we you, when we have an episode that follows the biggest movie that's smashing every record in the box office. Oh, is it really? And oh, already like yeah. more After, than Star Wars. It's killing oh, yeah. everything. It's, it's the it's, most sold movie of all time. Of all Are time. Are you serious? Yeah. In like two I days. Thought, but I the, thought biggest... Star Wars was the biggest. Nope. <laughs> yeah, no. When did did it break that record? It beat the opening weekend of Star Wars. Yes, it's and now it's which was like what two hundred million or something. It was like. 250? Yeah, 250 I mean, million. That already, was 250 with Star Wars, right? They're, all, yeah. they're already over a billion dollars. No Worldwide. way. Worldwide. Um, God, the residuals on that. Oh, those people are so rich. But you have that, and then you have Game of Thrones. Which I don't watch that either. You know, episode three, that was just I, do you unbelievable. Watch Game of I don't watch Game of Thrones. You don't? Uh, Why not? I, I can't get into the fantasy stuff. That's the same. What's, what, Dragons what, and swords. and like yeah. I like I, I like lasers and I like superheroes. So, <laughs> that's that's where, more realistic. That's yeah. where it ends. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, but apparently, that's not fantasy? It, it is. It is fantasy. It's just a different kind. Okay. I mean, Game of Thrones where people were just going crazy about it. But for some reason, I, I watched one episode. No, I'll say, I'll take that back. I think I watched five minutes of one episode. Yes. And there were so many different names thrown at me. And I was like, wait, what? What? Huh? It was and, so And Jan is kind of asking me for a backstory of these people. And even as an avid watcher who's watched every episode of every season, it's confusing. It's hard to explain. Yeah, you, you know, to go so on like Wikipedia and be like, oh, who's right? That? So I'm like, again? Uh, I don't know how to explain this to you. I have a hard time with the fantasy world, though, too. I'm like, if it doesn't make sense to me, then See, I have I love, a real hard time. I love time. the fictional world. I love it. It's so entertaining. Yeah. Because it's not. And that's why I like going to movies by myself and all that. And, like, and you did. Oh, no, you took a friend. Like, I don't go to. When was the last movie I went to that's like a serious movie? You know what I mean? Like, when I go to the movies by myself, it's an action or fantasy or a superhero because I just, that's what I love. Because yeah. it's fantasy. It's not mm-hmm. real life. I don't want real, I don't, I'm not going to go to a drama by myself. You're just living in that fantasy world, babe. Sorry, Roll. <laughs> in other news, um, listening back to last week's podcast, I totally understand what Mark's talking about. What? Oh, eating? Eating. I, did you hear us? Oh, I caught myself a few times where maybe, <laughs> maybe people don't hear it, but because knowing I did, there's a few where I'm like, like kind of like smack or like hesitate for a second and it got under my skin. I was like, oh, that's terrible. Oh, really? Yeah. I could, I could I barely only, listen to it. Oh, that's so funny. Well, I, the problem is right now though, I am so hungry. Like I want a, like one of my bars so bad right now, but I'm like, I can't because Mark. No, dad's going to yell at you. I know. I'm like, dad's. There's a, there's a condition called misophonia where it's it, the sound of other people eating is like poison to you just like drives you crazy fingernails on a chalkboard i personally find it erotic i like listening (laughs) to people eat (laughs) and i've got some sandwiches if you guys want to start eating that's amazing that's amazing i love you easton um so what else babe 
Anything else you want to talk about before our guest comes in? Life's hard. Life's hard. We've been in it. We, Jana and I have had like, a, this is a longer it was like rut. A, it, was it was like a three-day three day rut. rut. It was real bad. It was, it was rough. rough. It was rough. It's a rough one, Easton. Yeah, and it's... It was one of those that were hard. <laughs> marriage is hard. Marriage is hard, bro. <laughs> um, no, it's just one of those that, you know, we talk about being empathetic and understanding and... You gotta and, practice what you preach. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> and we try and we do most of the time, but it's in those moments, you know, we're still individuals, we're still prideful, we're still, you know, stubborn and... It's just sometimes, you know, people, you know, we get in those moments where it's just, we don't want to back down and it's hard. It's hard to always be empathetic. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying. That was a good layer. Huh? <laughs> yeah, but no, really, I mean, it's, you know, for me, I've just, I was just, uh, it's hard to see the, uh, to acknowledge the layers and the depth that some of like maybe your personal issues may go. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, and so for me, it's, you know, when, when we get in those moments and I just can't see it in that moment, you see it, but I can't, mm-hmm. you know, it's, <clears throat> it's hard. It's, and then after the fact, after the, you know, like today when we were talking, it's, it, it takes some time for me to realize and admit my wrongs or acknowledge that, the feelings that are coming up are coming from shame or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel so justified in those moments when I'm not, when I'm, you know, angry or mean or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Yeah. I hear you. It's, it's just tough. I just, you're very mean <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> you know, and that's unfortunate that, that, that my default when I want to protect myself from what I feel as attacking is I want to be mean. Yeah. You know, because I, when I feel like my character is being at- attacked, you know, I can't take it as criticism. Yeah. You know, and I want to take it, I take it as a personal attack. So here's something interesting that I was talking to a girlfriend earlier. I wasn't, you know, bitching about our stuff because, you know, she called and she's going through it right now in her marriage. And it's just so interesting because there comes to a point where it's like, are we better off just co-parenting and being friends? And it's, it's almost like, I mean, we had that conversation, you know, just this morning and it's like, I love you. I don't want to divorce you. And, you know, she was kind of saying this to her husband and it's like, when is it like, when is it? And when is the breaking point? Like when, when is it just like enough, you know, because I see in her situation, you know, he's, he's always gone. And when he comes home, he doesn't spend any time with her and it's, it's just sad. And so it's like, okay, put your foot down and say, Hey, when you come home, you need to be home. And if he doesn't, well, it's like, all right, when do you, when do you go to that next point of saying, all right, it's either this or that. And then you got to follow through with it. Cause there's so many, so only so many times you can say, I can't do this anymore. When is the, I'm done, you know? It's just hard. Marriage is so hard. And we're, you know, we're trying to just talk about it. And it's just, you, we, we know what we all deserve and what we all respect, like all what we all respect. And mm-hmm. I think that's just, it's just a season and it's like, all right, are we going to get through this season together? 
Yeah, I mean, you know? I'm not talking about us. I mean, yeah, I guess, but no, you know. but it's we as in people. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that you know, like we talk about again with leading with empathy and and being compassionate to your partner, and usually, like for us in, in particular, one or the other, one of us are able to do that, even when the other person doesn't. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of it's like a back and forth like a volley you know like during one situation one person is a little bit more understanding or empathetic than the other but everyone's going to go through those moments where both people just can't meet there you know and that's kind of what happened to us and didn't help that I just can't acknowledge I wasn't able to acknowledge the things that were going on for me but I think it's hard just personally it's it's hard as a man to, to to take criticism sometimes. I mean, crap. It's it's hard to take criticism as a woman too. I mean, we don't like to hear that we're doing something. Like when you told me I was whatever I was, like that's that's hard to hear. Mm-hmm. That you that my spouse thinks this of me. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Like because we don't just as much as you guys want to be, you know, on a pedestal in our eyes. Like we want the same. We want to we want you to think that we're the freaking best, mm-hmm. you know? So we want that same thing. So when we hear that you think we're naggy or bitchy or, impulsive you know, Im- or... <laughs> thank you. Impulsive. <laughs> like that's, that's not fun to hear. Yeah. It's us, but it's how we, you know, I can acknowledge. Yes, I am those things at a time at certain points, mm-hmm. but doesn't make me a bad person. I think the problem with sometimes guys and you, you'll hear it and you'll be like, she thinks so less of me. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> do I go straight to you think I, I think less of you? I don't think less of you. It's just you have, you do this, I do this. Well, like, I, also, not, I think one for, isn't... for men, or at least for me personally, it's when you say something, I take it as a, um, like a big picture thing. Like if you say, hey, you know, you didn't follow through with these things. I think of it, I automatically go to the place like she doesn't think I follow through with anything. Like I've never followed through with anything. And that's so not the case. I know, I know, but yeah. I'm saying that's where like for me personally, that's where my mind takes it. Why? Cuz I didn't say I, that. That's I'm so curious. I, I know. I, I don't know. Because I try to pride myself in like my work ethic and who I am and what I'm doing and and so when I hear that I didn't, that like you feel that way about me or like you're frustrated with me not following through with, with things and telling you one thing and doing another, you know, that's not how I perceive myself. So to hear that from you, who I'm closest with in this world, it just cuts deeper than someone else saying it. Because if someone else told me, I wouldn't really care what they said. But with you, it's like you're my wife. I I want to impress you. I want you to feel proud of me. I want you to uh, trust me and have faith that I'm going to get things done and do my part in providing for the family and taking care of you and the kids. And so when something is said that questions that or causes you not to feel that way, I just I take it as it's so much deeper than just in that moment you didn't follow through. Hmm. You know? So it just... You know, that's just how I am. And and then I think I go into the place of, all right, on that example, I didn't, but what about all the others that I did? Mm-hmm. And I want to defend it. So I, I think it's just, 
it's a personal thing for me, but I, I think men in general, maybe it's, it's hard to, to hear Mark, you got criticism. I, it all comes down to insecurity, doesn't it? It all yeah. comes down to, we, we all know deep down we're not as great as we wish we were that's and we a, can't be right. That's exactly what I told you on the tip this morning. I told my wife yeah. that about a month ago that I, I don't think I'm the dad I wanted to be. I really wanted to be an amazing father, and I don't think I've lived up to that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's too late to live up to that. And I feel like I've been better since I had that talk with her. But the, the, the mistakes you make along the way with your kids are the ones that really haunt you. I don't, I've never found marriage hard. And I know that's weird because everyone says marriage is so hard, and I never have. I find raising kids hard. And I find raising kids as a couple hard because you're just not going to agree on everything when it comes to the kids. That part I find really challenging. What a immense amount of guilt you're like. Have yeah, I yourself. do that to myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you think that's just expectations for a man? Do you, do you think that has to do with just kind of our sex in general of feeling like we have to be strong, stable, secure? have all the answers, do all the right things and not show insecurity where it's just like, cause that's exactly what it is. And that's exactly what I was telling Jane. I was like, you know what? Maybe just sometimes I'm not the man I think I am. You I know? hear women talk about their fathers with such reverence and with hearts in their eyes. And I, and I hope that my daughters talk about me like that someday. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that I have earned that necessarily. What, like, why? Why would you say that? Because I feel like the way you talk about them, the way that you, I mean, you, you love those girls. Yeah. And I'm there and I adore them. And I don't know. I, I think mean, it's you're, like, you're, you're like, Hey, let's hurry up so I can pick up my daughters from school. I mean, you're, yeah, no, you're, you're present. I know. Soon, <laughs> so I mean, like what, I mean, that's an amazing father that picks up their kids from school. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why I'm so hard on myself, but I know I've made mistakes along the way. And so Haven't I, we all though? yeah, of course, yeah, well, there's like parent. no perfect there's parent, no perfect parent. absolutely yeah. right. But like I, I, my dad, I adore and I think was a fantastic dad. My sister has a completely different opinion mm-hmm. of how my dad was as a dad. And rightfully so. We were treated quite differently. I found out in later years. So you also never know how it's, it's going to turn out, but I kind of wanted to, to be like he was. But then again, when I think about it, he wasn't as present as I am. He wasn't as involved as I am. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Generally, generationally, it changes expectations too. I just don't. I just. I know I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. And well, I didn't guess want what? There's they're twelve and. Well, she just turned thirteen on oh, Saturday. Happy birthday! <laughs> wow. I mean, good for you. I mean, for for acknowledging that now, you know, where it's not they're thirty and there's so much. I yeah. mean, twelve too. I will say, geez, that's when my. When I was 13, that's when my parents divorced. And that's when I really like needed my dad. Because at that age, you just need your dad. As much as I push parents away at that age, they really do need you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what a gift that you are acknowledging that so you can strive to do better, even though I don't think you need to. I mean, we can always do better. but We can always do better. Yeah. That's what will always haunt me, I think. But God, that, that'll kill, that'll just like age you <laughs> having yeah, that. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and just have so much guilt if that's, you know. You're doing the best you can. You do the best you can, and and you have to remember with your parents and you when you're a parent, you're doing this for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. Yep. You always think of your parents as, well, they've always been parents, but no, when they had you, the oldest, yep. that was the first time they'd ever tried this thing. That was it. And that's how I feel, especially with my oldest, is I just have felt lost a few times. Mm. It's hard. It's all hard. hard. Marriage, life, parenting. Life. Easton's like, I'm just like here for the superhero talk. (laughs)
I'm just seeing a lot of movies and <laughs> going to Disneyland. <laughs> uh, oh, it's all hunky dory. I mean, just keep going to therapy. Keep doing it. Keep. It's you you all, said I mean, something last night. You said, uh, you know, because I, 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 I kind of had to come to Jesus. Like, I don't want to keep this. Something in the cycle needs to change. You know. Mm-hmm. And it's it can't be this this mean. You know, mm-hmm. and this whatever. So it's like let's we gotta. We got to really do that, that work on that side and for both of us, you know? Yeah. And that's, so. and that's why, you know, for me, like I needed to go to a meeting this morning just to get that stuff out mm-hmm. and be able to say that out loud to say, you know what? I'm not great at following through with some things. I'm, you know, not exactly who I think I am sometimes or who I portray to be sometimes. And, and that's, it's hard to say, you know, it's hard to, to think about that when you pride yourself on being a certain way, but you know, it's, it's amazing. Like even with all of the other stuff that we've gotten through aside that this stuff is completely unrelated, but it's still, you know, there's still a lot of like shame around it and, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just crazy. Well, I'd like to keep doing life with you, babe, if you want to keep doing life with me. (laughs) I'll sign that contract. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's take a break. Hey, guys, what's up? It's Jana and Mike, and we are taking the Wind Down podcast on the road, May 16th, 17th, 18th. Go to janakramer.com for more information. Hope you get your tickets, and I hope you enjoy the show. I'm going to be singing, too. It's going to be a good time. So hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. That place is ZipRecruiter.com slash Jana. So ZipRecruiter sends your job to over a hundred of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. So with their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So as applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of the five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. So school is almost out and I know how stressful finding a job can be. So ZipRecruiter is there for you. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Jana. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash J-A-N-A. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. No one really has time to go to the post office. You're busy. I mean, seriously, who's got time for all that traffic, parking, lugging all your mail and packages? It's honestly a real hassle. That's why you need Stamps.com, okay? It's one of the most popular time-saving tools for small businesses. And as a mom... It's a godsend. So stamps.com eliminates trips to the post office and saves you money with discounts that you can't even get at the post office. So stamps.coms bring all the amazing services of the U.S. post office right to your computer. All you have to use is use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere. They're actually going to also send a scale to you too. 
Um, we're moving to Nashville and this has just made shipping and moving so much easier. All the, we don't have to go to the post office now with all the stops. It's just been a one-stop shop at our house. So with stamps.com, you get five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail. Stamps.com is a no brainer, saving you time and money. It's no wonder over 700,000 small businesses already use stamps.com. And right now our listeners get a special offer that includes a four week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Jana. That's stamps.com, enter Jana. Okay, so we have like the most cutest, adorable, loveliest person ever in studio today. Sean Johnson. All right. Thank you. We have an Olympian. Like you're a gold medalist. I know it's weird. That's so cool. There's Are not, you over it? No. Okay. <laughs> There's not much more things badass, more badass in this country than winning a gold medal for your country. I mean, like, how I mean, that's cool. unbelievable. Yeah, it it seems surreal. Like it was 11 years ago, and I literally watched videos. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. Or I mean, you how were 16, right? When I was you... an infant. I don't. Yeah. Was it 16? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't even know how I did it, but it's pretty cool. I'm, are you kidding me? It's it's just like it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> You're a gold medalist, so you you got you have one gold and you have a silver, bronze, three silver, so three silver. Yeah. yeah, four. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. So wait, who's your mm-hmm. coach? Was it Corolla? Um, so Corolla was the head coach of the United States team. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chow oh. was my coach. That's his full name, Chow. Just Chow. Um, Chow? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he came from China. He randomly went to the university of iowa uh-huh. and started a gym when did you start right. gymnastics i was three you were two three. and a half okay yeah and it's then, just like the toddler classes that like yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah she's about to start one because she's three and a half but when Dude. did you like when did you know that you were like really good honestly and did your were your parents like breeding you to be no so like <laughs> my story was a little bit different like the stereotypical path that you see on like the lifetime tv right um I never thought I was good. Huh. Like even, and not like in a sad way. It was just like, I would compete at world championships and be on like the gold medal podium. And I would look at like the girls next to me and be like, I don't know how this happened. Cause they're like really good. Um, and thought it was just, just weird. Um, but I think that's what drove me to like always be better mm-hmm. is I was always trying to be as good as the ones that I was beating. Yeah. <laughs> but didn't understand how it was happening. And then my parents were the most anti-stage mom, stage dad type people. Love. They literally asked me every day I came home from practice, like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, we can play hooky tomorrow. Uh-huh. I can take you shopping. My mom, like, really wanted me to be home instead of in the gym, but I just love it. Because those are long practices, aren't they? I was training, like, by the time I was 12, about 40 hours a week. Okay, so oh. I read the book, Little Girls <laughs> in Pretty Boxes. Yeah. Because I was... <laughs> just obsessed with that whole I saw the movie I think it was even on Lifetime because mm-hmm. I used to figure skate never to the level ever of even like close to what you did but I was so just like once I saw that movie then I read the book I was just so intrigued by that whole world of like gymnastics and like I mean the, that again that 40 hours of yeah. you working especially with the I've heard all the rumors about him and I watched the ranch yep and you know with, with Corolla yeah it's like is he evil or is he a genius? It's like a little bit of both. <laughs> um, so in like our generation of gymnastics that I competed in, we were really lucky that Caroli was just the supervisor. Caroli, okay. it's okay. Okay. Um, 
Either way works. Um, but he was just a supervisor or his wife was. He had retired. So every girl had their own coach. Okay. And we would listen to our own coaches. Okay. But at the end of the day, the Carolis were the one that selected the team just mm. from watching how we kind of interacted. So they didn't really coach us. But the ones that Crowley did coach yeah. that was like, I mean, he was. Yeah, those were bad years. Yeah. Very. I know you can't say it, but like everything I've heard, I'm like, I mean, it sounds like torture. What does this guy do? I mean, imagine like Abby, the dance moms, times like 50. Yeah. A million. And it's just it's like, like inhumane, I feel like some of the yeah, things. It's like so they like, tre- it was treated them sure. like dogs. <laughs> like the stories you hear about gymnasts, like in Romania and yes. Russia, being moved away from their family and being starved and yes. overworked and overtrained. Like that was that was the only way people thought they could successfully train an Olympian. And so when he moved to the United States, he continued training that way. <laughs> And very it's not funny. I'm sorry. It's I awful. I'm, I'm like, not, it's not funny. I'm not laughing either. Um, <laughs> but very quickly it became not okay in the United States. And yeah, because that's not okay to treat no, someone like that. No, not no. I understand you want to be you, you want to breed Olympians, but Jesus, I mean, it's just not how you do it. You gotta win, baby. No, I'm <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> how is it training? I've always wondered with Olympic athletes when you guys have you know every four years, mm-hmm. how is that in that time in between? Like just tr- hitting your head against the wall day after day, training, training, yeah. training. Um, it's monotonous and annoying, and you give up every ounce of your life for it. But it's weird. So many people ask me, like, this is like if when I have a kid, am I going to put them in gymnastics? I'm like, I love gymnastics. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. I would put my kid in recreational gymnastics, but I would never let them do. I wouldn't want them to do elite gymnastics, right. but yeah, but I would do it again. That. Yeah. So yeah, I know it's just like, I love it. But those four years, I was 12 to 16, the four years leading up to the Olympics. And I mean, everything I ate, what I thought, how I did school, who I hung out with, everything centered was centered around the Olympics. And it's just like all consuming. You don't have like a second to breathe. You're you training a hard time identifying like, because it's like you've always been identified as a gymnast. Obviously, you love gymnastics, but after I mean, you're 16, you've just won a gold. You've just won all these medals. Mm-hmm. How do you? Oh, I I felt lost. Yeah, I, I always explained it as the morning I woke up after the Olympics, I felt like I ran straight into a brick wall, like as fast as I could, um, because I didn't know how to eat. I didn't know how to think. I didn't right. know how to walk down the road. I didn't know how to work out because I wasn't training for the Olympics anymore. And you, I so felt you like, didn't want to go four years again? You just, you were um, at, at that moment, I didn't mm-hmm. just because I had trained 13 years of my 16 years of my life. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to be a kid. So I, re- I announced like retirement the morning after and I was like, I'm done. I don't want to talk about the Olympics or gymnastics. Um, I went and ate a cheeseburger and then <laughs> just lost who I was as a human being. I didn't even know how to operate. And I was just a child. Yeah. I mean. I didn't really have friends. Well, in everyone school. knew. Well, every, how? How? It's like everyone knew you, so they yeah. probably want were friends with you for the wrong reasons. Then. Oh yeah. Oh. But the girls that were probably mean to you were like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh my God, Sean!" You're like, "You were so mean." They're to like, me. "Do you want to hang out now?" I was oh. like, "Who is this?" I thought you hated me. Oh um, no! Oh, they all came out of the woodworks, which <laughs> bless them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but 
it, it's a really hard time for any athlete, I think, at any age because you define yourself as by your performance mm-hmm. and you kind of have to start over and figure out who you are without your sport. And I think that was hard for Mike when he oh, retired yeah. football. It was like, I mean, how, how do you go from A, making a lot of money mm-hmm. and having your career, like your career was gymnastics, his career was football, and then being like, all right, now what? What do you mean now what? Yep. I just had my dream career and everything. Now you're saying there's a now what? Mm-hmm. Well, when you have so many people right after you retire from whatever sport you, like, you're like you in, say, like, now what are you going to do? It's like, I just reached the epitome and like of, the top. of athletics. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you mean? I should be able to sit on my couch for the rest of my life and be good. Right. And it's also hard because as athletes, we're such perfectionists and you hold yourself to such a high standard. And for me, winning an Olympic gold medal, that was my standard. If I didn't win an Olympic gold medal in everything, I felt like I failed. And learning how to be okay with like being normal was really hard and a really long process. But but I don't think you could ever be, yes, we're all normal, everyone here. <laughs> but at the same time, you're not. <laughs> like you're yeah. you're not just a, you're never gonna be a normal person, even though how do I say that? Like we're normal. Uh, but, no, but she I, is though. And I feel uh, like it's I, hard to dis- it's hard to define that though because we're not just normal yeah, but it, normal. It's, it, for any of us, right? Like she'll always be attached to that. I'll always, in some yeah. aspect, be attached to football. You will always be attached to One Tree Hill to your <laughs> to your song. Like that's what you pick. <laughs> I mean, how many people come up to you and say, yeah. "I love One Tree Hill"? Like you know, a majority Shout out of to Alex Dupre. right? Yeah. So everyone's gonna refer, you know, remember that about you and your in your songs and everything like that. So regardless, when you're in that kind of entertainment or professional field, you're mm-hmm. always attached to it. But like Sean's saying, like how for who the people that are in it how do we look at it differently and not Mm -hmm. because it always seems like the people outside of us are the ones that obviously identify us with a gold medal country song football whatever that was alex dupre (laughs) trying to you know equal it out here but then also what's interesting to me is is always the people around us that are the ones asking what are you going to do after entertainment, Jana, what are you going to do after singing? What are you going to do after acting? Sean, what are you going to do after, you know, gymnastics? Mike, what are you going to do after football? I remember being asked that question before I even got <laughs> signed by a team. Like, before I even made the NFL, like, I remember relatives being like, all right, you're going to get signed, but, like, what are you going to do after football? Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to make my dreams happen. What do you mean? I was like, this is my plan A through Z. That's the only reason I'm able to make it right now is because every part of me is going into this. Just like for Sean, every day of her life was going into that. But then people ask, I mean, that's so infuriating. <laughs> He's angry. As you can see. But no, she, I mean, she yeah. brought up a good point that like triggered that memory in yeah. me. I'm like, why are you asking me that? Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I don't think people empathize enough mm-hmm. with people like in, in Sean's position on how to live life when you've only known one, known one way. It's, it's really hard. That's actually how I met my husband. How did you um, guys meet, by the way? So I was at the London Olympics, okay. which I tried, I tried to make a comeback um, for the London Olympics. Uh-huh. I took two years off of like retirement okay, and then trained for two years, made back to world championships, everything, but ended up getting hurt. And it just like, I kind of lost the heart for the sport. It was just like, I'd rather not do this. Uh-huh. Um, but I went and I met this Olympic cyclist for the USA team. His name is Guy East. And he was in the same exact spot that I was like all athletes were, we were just kind of lost. Mm-hmm. And we had this like really long conversation and kind of bonded over it. And at the end he said, if you take anything away from this conversation, it's that I want you to come to Tijuana with me. Tijuana? Tijuana. Tijuana, Mexico. Um, 
With that's, a, not, that's not sketchy. Yeah. That's not a good intro. Uh, yeah. With a bunch of elite athletes who are lost and like, huh. we're yeah. going to build a home for like an impoverished family and kind of like find our identity again. And I want you to meet my younger brother. Cute. And, <laughs> that was that's it. great. <laughs> so cute. He's now my husband. So that's fantastic. Yeah. How long are you married for? Uh, three years. Yay. Uh, he's a football player. So I've heard. Yeah. And he's with Washington now? Yeah. He was with Washington. He ended his career I, in Washington. Yeah, I, I retired in 2015. I ended my year, mm-hmm. my career in Washington. So. He just had a big season last season. Yeah, it was his first That's like season he played. Right. He's been in the league five years, but last year was his first season. It, so. It's tough. I, I, I looked up his stuff, and especially as a specialist like he is, yeah. a long snapper, those guys are journeymen. You they know, stay in the league so long. Yeah, I mean, they can. All it takes is one team to, As you a know. wife now, I'm like, can you just retire? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, has that, has that been tough for you because the moving around? Um, I'm used to it. Like, I think a blessing in our relationship was my husband was just finishing college when we started dating and kind of entering the professional sports world, and mm-hmm. I was completely gone and exited out of it. But I had bounced around for so many years that I understood it. Right. And I was like, if we need to go to Seattle today at five o'clock, fine. Right. And, that, and that's how it works. And literally, you get the call. And, it's and just two like, hours later, you're on a plane to that city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah. you guys are living in Nashville now. We live in Nashville. Okay. Nashville is home. Yay. No matter what team we're on. Nashville's we're moving home. there in June. So oh, we'll have yay. to have a yes. double date. Yes. yes. Full of wine. Wait, haven't you guys been in Nashville before? We lived we there, live there for five years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this sounds super creepy, but I saw you at the airport once and I was like, so I, I saw you there hi. too. Yeah. So we're kind of like looking at each other, but I was like, I don't think she knows who I am. And that'd no, be like totally super did. creepy if like I walked up to her <laughs> and then I saw you followed me. And so I was like, no, I'm going to follow her back on Instagram. And I thought the same thing. I was like, she probably doesn't know who I am. I don't want to come across as a fan. That's so <laughs> funny. It's so, cause we were at baggage claim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw both of you. You guys were married. And our daughter. I, and I, our daughter yes. was there. Yeah. Yes. My head's in the clouds. I don't know what's going on. Admiring I your purse, you. by the way. Oh, thank you. Very great. I was just admiring your like your cuteness. Both <laughs> you guys were just like so cute, and I was. Just, I said it. I whispered. I was like, "Babe, that's Sean Johnson." I was. Were you with your husband like, too? Hey, <laughs> that's that so, so funny. funny. This is so funny. We're both like, "She's not gonna know who we are." Yeah. Aww. Like, of course. It's funny. Yeah. It, it. What's funny is like people of your y'all celebrity, right? To but reach- like, I'm not. She's a freaking Olympian. Right. Oh, okay. You can like you're a singer, Not really. That's like, been my dream in life. Oh, you too. <laughs> oh my God, no! I love you more. <laughs> Wait, you want to be a singer? Let's hear it. Oh God, I break glass. No, oh, yeah. no, no, no. I was not meant to be a singer, but like that's been like the one thing that I wish I could do. Uh-huh. Oh, 100 percent. I told Jane, I was like, if I was a singer, I'd annoy the hell out of you because I'd sing everything. <laughs> exactly. I'd like, I'd order my food in a singing voice. Yes. But that's what people who can't sing with a damn. Well, and with like athletes, it's like really easy to like lose your craft. You have to like. Oh yeah. You don't. I can't just like play gymnastics for the rest of my life. You can sing. Like what? I really can't. It's I've I've done a really good job of faking people and oh, just like whatever. you know like yeah yeah okay just, yeah that's my spiel. Okay, we're <laughs> gonna go to a little bit more somber note. Okay, so you are the reason why I put my miscarriage photo out on social media because I I'd miscarried. Uh, well, sorry, we had miscarried three times before that, and it was about. I'm sorry. Oh, you know, yeah. I'm sorry. You know, we're, we're all, it's yeah. like, we're, it's the one in three is not, Yeah, it's way more than that, I think. Yeah, I, I think agree. That, I think the number is yeah. so skewed. Um, But I had saw your video that you and your husband did. We actually had the same gynecologist too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I saw him in the video. I was like, Jay, shout out to Jay in the he video. He was life changing. He was he, he's the greatest he's guy the ever. Best. He's incredible. I told Jana that's the only that's the only like doctor's appointment I would like actually want to go to. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're going to see Jay? Let me come. Okay. <laughs> he's the coolest dude ever. No, but I watched that video. I mean, I was bawling at the end of it. Yeah. And obviously, you guys, what? How many weeks were you? When we you were really started? early, so we were like, um, was it a chemical? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. either way, so it was like six to eight weeks. But still, it was early. Still hard, especially and you because you guys weren't really planning it, right? No. Yeah. A greatest surprise ever, but shocking surprise. But then also scary surprise too, because you're yeah. like, we weren't trying, but I miscarried. But when I when we do want to try, yeah, is this going to happen again? Yeah. It was. So I was on a press tour mm -hmm. for a show that I was on, and found out on the press tour that I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. I and then you started doing the videos. And then I started doing just, the videos. Oh. And then my husband was playing, he was doing all these tryouts for football mm -hmm. and I had to somehow, I didn't want to tell him over the phone. I like, especially since we weren't trying, I don't want to be like, oh, hey, babe, we're pregnant. Yeah. Go to your tryout now. <laughs> right. Don't, yes. don't mess it up because we have a baby on the way. No exactly. pressure. Exactly. Oh, and I texted him some like sketchy, like you need to come home. There's a party. I don't even know. And he kind of figured it out and he started filming and. Oh, he figured we, it out. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Like he asked me directly and I was like, I have a bad service. <laughs> Talk to you later. <laughs> what? What? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like three days later. Like I, we met up, we cried. We were so excited. Okay, we shoes. were terrified. The shoes. Oh, yeah. No. And then it was like the next morning we lost it. And it was oh. just this crazy rush of emotion of we didn't even think like we weren't planning on being parents mm -hmm. and we were so then, then in that moment yeah um we were so naive to pregnancy that like we didn't know statistics you know pregnancy is nine months you're gonna have a baby this is how you get pregnant all of that stuff like we knew that oh you knew how to make a baby, <laughs> we knew how to make a baby. <laughs> um and so like the second we got pregnant it was like we're gonna have a baby yeah there was no other option there yeah and we didn't even think about miscarrying. And when we lost the baby, it was just this huge, huge reality check of like, like a, a flip switches. You just become parents. And it was, it was traumatizing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like because we were filming it, we had no intention of posting. Like that was just for private. Just like we weren't really posting our full life on YouTube by then. And I was the one that, kind of put the video together and I was like I want to post this and my husband's like you're emotional right now let's like Give take it a, a few days yeah yeah mm -hmm. and I was like no and I pressed upload and I was like I need like I need closure mm -hmm. I need someone to talk to me and watching all of these comments come in I sat there for hours and just cried reading how many stories it was like every single woman who saw that video had had a miscarriage mm -hmm. or had infertility issues or was trying and mm -hmm. it just kind of like helps us heal um, I didn't know what the response was going to be like, but yeah, it was, it was crazy. Well, how many weeks are you pregnant now? Um, 16. Yeah. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so happy for you. And Thank it's a you. boy, right? We oh, have no oh, idea. You don't know. I okay. think it's a boy. Okay. Well, let me Did you just me. blow it? Well, no, because I just remember you gave the shoes for the, yeah. that was so cute. It was the announcement yeah. photo, right? It had the yeah. shoes. I was like, oh. Well. Are you guys going to find out early or wait? Okay. So. We have the results. We've had the ah! we've had the results since. Wait, is 10 Jay going to still be your doctor because you're living in Nashville? No, no. no. I know oh, that was like traumatizing. Did to you me. tell him though? Does he know? 
Oh, we should call him. You should tell him. I should call him. We'll yeah. we'll we'll text him. For, we'll okay. send him a video because we. Okay. I had to have his number when I was pregnant because yeah. every like two seconds I was like something's wrong. <laughs> he was well in just He's like, like on him. I because we weren't we didn't know what we were going through. We had just moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a doctor here. I <sighs> hadn't even been to the doctor yet. I called around and someone sent me to him, and he was Jay Goldberg at Women's. Yes, um, he is <laughs> yeah. by far the. I've, hey, I've he didn't him. pay us to add, to promote him <laughs> on here. Jay, you better send us a check. No, he is. He's the best. He's he's an angel. He's everything yes. I needed in that moment, but outside of my husband. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what was he saying? Uh, oh, the, am I finding out? Yeah, the, yes. we've had the results for six weeks now, and oh, so you did I want to find out. Yeah, we did okay. the blood work. Of course. Uh, yeah. I'm, we did too. No. I have zero patience. Same. Um, How have you waited this long? Because my husband doesn't want to know. He can't make up his mind. He's just like, I don't know. Andrew, like, you want to know. Yeah. Well, we ran into Jesse James Decker okay. at Stagecoach, and we were talking about pregnancy and mama, and I mean, she grilled him. She was like, Andrew, you are holding her back from bonding with her baby. Like, yeah. you need to find out. I was like, yes. I mean, I think there's something to be said for that, but I also think either way, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, e- either way, just our personal opinion, and we, we've enjoyed knowing. I wanted to wait the second time around, though. I really, truly did. The second time, I wanted to <laughs> wait. And Michael's like, nope. He's like, I'll yeah. find out, and I won't tell you. And I was like, that's so mean. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't want to. Especially, I don't know why you did, because Jana really wanted another girl. Mm-hmm. And so much so that when we found out it was a boy, <laughs> yeah. she w- she cried. From tears of like I loss. I think that's kind of my husband right now. We've had multiple like old wives tales, people like tell us they think it's a boy okay and my husband so desperately wants a girl that Aww. i think he's now like we're just gonna wait to find out <laughs> oh so because yeah I did, yeah yeah disappointment it's mm-hmm. yeah so i couldn't imagine how she, you would have reacted real time like, well now jace is like the love of my life i love him more than jolie most days <laughs> 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 like i want like a million more boys yeah he, i want he, boys he, he, he's, he's amazing he's oh. the most incredible baby ever oh my god i cannot wait but okay so what are your symptoms um Headaches. Okay. Uh, are you breaking out or not breaking out? Not breaking out. Okay. Um, what are you craving? Like salty food. Okay. Like I don't want sugar. Okay. <laughs> What's heartbeat? Okay. That's the confusing part. It's so high. So the very first time I took the heartbeat, it was low. The second, it was like 150. Then it was 175. Mm-hmm. And now it's back to 150. Any morning sickness? No. You're having a boy. I think so too. It's gonna be a boy. It's had a baby. It's a boy. Had a baby. It's a boy. And Andrew really wants a girl. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing like I tell Jolie when I put her to bed. I always say you're my favorite. Oh, we're gonna have a girl. And it's, it, it, Andrew needs a girl, so you'll go again bad. and again until yeah. you have a girl. It's, I mean, not like again and again and again. <laughs> Do you want two? I want two or three. My husband is one of five, Oy. so he would take as many as. Yeah, just wait. Just wait till y'all start having them. He <laughs> yeah. might. He's gonna change that. So yeah. you guys do a lot of stuff together, which I love. Yeah. So you have your podcast together. Um, he has his podcast. Oh, he has his yeah. podcast. You guys do the YouTube thing together. Yeah, that's what it is. And yes. that's what, what I remember you showing me that. It's they're so cute. Yeah. I was like, babe, this is like, let's copy everything we be like them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little cringy. So no, <laughs> I love it. I think Thank it's so you. great. And you guys are you're showing your personalities. You're showing people you. I think that's Thank it's you. endearing. It's fun. Um, what is the name of the YouTube? Um, it's just. Sean Johnson. <laughs> okay, so you, it's being changed to the, to both of you. Yeah. Okay. It's being it. changed to the East family. So. Oh, that's cute. I know. You're yeah. like I've lost the Johnson <laughs> part. What is the biggest struggle you think in your marriage? Um, great question. Um, 
Like he's not here, so you can, you know, we got your back. He won't hear this, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Biggest struggle in our, or like hardest thing of our relationship is probably balancing work. Mm. We're both very, very independent and very stubborn and very business driven. Like I've been working since I was 12. I signed my first contract when I was 12. I've had agents and lawyers and like I've learned that whole world. He's new to it. He has an MBA. He loves business. Mm. And so I'm kind of coming off of it a little bit, like wanting to be in the momhood. He's like ramping, ramping into up, it yeah. and he he's just living for it, which is incredible. Mm -hmm. But everything that I've already gone through is what he's starting to go through and it's really exciting. So I think finding that balance for us is really hard, like the work family relationship, which I think is hard for anyone. Yeah. Um, especially with football on top of it and just. So is that what you're like finding you're fighting more about? Oh yeah. We fight about work more than anything. Yeah. And then you're or the dog. The dog. What's wrong with the dog? It's so cute. I'm a psychotic dog person. Oh. My dog is a child. Our dogs wouldn't get fed if it wasn't for me. Really? So, yeah. You once you have a kid, you'll understand. My, yeah, my girlfriend Kelly, she's like, no, my dog's like always going to be my baby, and I was like, okay, have a yeah. kid, and then let me know. Yeah. And then she sent me. She was like, I'll never forget that day that I said, no, that's not going to happen. And she goes, and now. I really want to sell my dog because it's a dog. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yep. Because she's like, it just woke up my baby and I want to effing kill him. Yeah. And I was like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it is a dog. That's the way it works. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. say those two work. Do you, is it difficult for you guys? I mean, I know you do the YouTube stuff together. Do you guys kind of, is there any conflict there, like working together and that stuff? And um, I wouldn't say we have much conflict work. We had a lot of conflict working together at the beginning just because. Um, we've worked really hard to take kind of like the brand that I built as an indi individual and mer like merge. transition it and merge it into the family, which <laughs> I like that you're swearing so much. We're both just like, <laughs> we're like, yep, um, speaking our language. So I, for so many years, my publicist is here. She can probably attest to this. Um, I was very, very protective over my brand. Mm -hmm. I worked very hard to stay true to who I was and the brand that I built. And my husband is such a dreamer and such an entrepreneur. And he comes in, he's like, we're going to do this. And I'm going to film you without makeup. And we're going to go to this event. And I was like, you can't do this to my brand. Like I worked so hard and we had a lot of arguments very early on about how it was going to work uh -huh. a lot. I love, um, it. I love it. We found a happy place with it. Uh -huh. It's hard to work with your spouse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've, we just, that's where we've been that, in a What you just said days. just came out of Jana's mouth like last night or the night before. Yeah. Like she's, mean, she's worked so hard to build her brand. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> then you guys like, just come in here. We come in and there's like a wrecking ball, baby. <laughs> no, I mean, we want to do things together, but it's like you have to, we have to be very smart about them. Yes. And, and make it, you know. Yeah. It's like you said, like. The business. Uh, trying, mm -hmm. you, you guys have been in the world for a long time and the world Andrew and I come from is a lot more linear. Yeah. than it is for you guys where it's kind of a lot of different things ours yeah. is like one direction um so it's you know we're trying to learn mm -hmm. this stuff and especially being with someone of y'all's stature it's it's hard yeah you know because we don't know well we can have empathy for you guys <laughs> can you <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> yes i can if sean can <laughs> if sean can do it i can yeah I'm learning. Right. I'm learning. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna um, to be, to be continue this in in Nashville. Yes. Yes. Um, Sean, anything else you got going on that you want to tell the wind down crew um, or, and all the fans? Just pray for the babes. Yeah. 
Pray for the baby. When's the due date? Um, she can't say. Well, she's 16 weeks, so yeah. Yeah. October. Do the math. But I don't feel like <laughs> October. October. Yay. Yeah. That's I love awesome. it. All right. Well, let's do lots of baby play dates in Nashville. Yes. Sean, thank you for being in the studio. Thank you. Guys. Thank you. Own iconic luxury items at unreal value with The Real Real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury consignment from top designers like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Rolex, Cartier, and hundreds more at up to 90% off retail. Shop and consign women's and men's luxury fashion and streetwear, as well as fine jewelry, watches, art, and home decor. Yeah, and new arrivals, they come in daily, and every item undergoes the real world's very meticulous... Brand-specific authentication process overseen by 100-plus experts, including luxury brand authenticators, gemologists, and horologists. Shop luxury the sustainable way at their newest location in Union Square, San Francisco. You can also go online, download the app, or visit one of the original stores in New York or West Hollywood in LA. Honestly, the realworld.com has been great for us. Um, I know Mike found a watch the other day on there. I, I found a few shoes yeah i saw some emails for, over my birthday for my birthday presents jan was going on there for uh, yeah i'm all about the deal so whether you shop in store online or the app get 20 percent off select items with promo code real that's the real real.com promo code real for 20 percent off select items do you want to own iconic luxury items at unreal values yes <laughs> well then go to the real real the leading reseller of authenticated luxury consignment from top designers designers like louis vuitton gucci rolex cartier and hundreds more at up to 90 percent off of retail prices honestly the realworld.com has been great for us um i know mike found a watch the other day on there I, I found a few shoes yeah i saw some emails for, over my birthday for my birthday presents jan was going on there for uh, yeah i'm all about the deal so whether you shop in store online or the app get 20 percent off select items with promo code real that's the real real.com promo code real for 20 percent off select items all right i feel like this podcast episode was super juicy and i just adore sean and i just uh i don't know i think she's just she's a really good person i really want us to definitely hang out with them in nashville uh that's one of those that will definitely happen yeah i like her a lot um we're sweet i think we're good right I think that's it. I mean, how can we top <laughs> gold medalist in yeah. the studio? I, I feel insignificant. So <laughs> we're going to go home on that note. Um, okay, before we go, though, we're going to say um, a big thank you to Shake Shack. I'm still picking burger out of my teeth. Uh, listen up, burger lovers. Shake Shack is a modern-day roadside burger stand known for its 100% all-natural Angus beef burgers, chicken sandwiches, and flat-top Vienna beef dogs. Um, no hormones, no antibiotics. They're, it's actually, I haven't had a burger. The last time I had Shake Shack was the wind down, and I was like, dang, these are really good. Yeah. Um, they've got craft beer and wine, um, so it's it's great. Really high-quality food, a great value. Shake Shack is a fun and lively community gathering place with a little something for everyone. On a more exciting note, along <laughs> with that, I can't believe it's the last season of Game of Thrones, okay. which you have no interest in. Zero, so you can take this one. But Easton and I, we cannot believe it. Which is why Shake Shack is celebrating the last season with a Game of Thrones-inspired menu. From now until May 19th, all Shake Shack locations, excluding stadiums, ballparks, transit centers, and airports, will be serving the Dragon Glass Shake, a minted white chocolate custard topped with shards of Dragon Glass. Real Dragon Glass. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The shake is made from custard, which is frozen with packed snow harvested beyond the wall and hand-churned by members of the Night's Watch. Final prep, occurs, <laughs> final prep occurs in Winterfell, where the shake is topped with shards of dragonglass imported from the caves of Dragonstone. 
Jon Snow and his trusty steed, trusty sidekick, Sam. Do we really have to have all that? No. Okay, Jesus, please cut that down. (laughs) All right, we have a ton of emails. We're going to save those for next week. We are done. Love you guys. Later. Looking our best means taking time for renewal, including skin renewal. But anti-aging retinol can be harsh and irritating. Well, Burt's Bees, my faves, have found nature's gentle yet powerful retinol alternative, Bacuchiol, and has made it the key ingredient in their Burt's Bees Renewal Skincare line, which includes a firming moisturizing cream, refining cleanser, and more, all formulated without parabens, phthalates, SLS, and petrolatum. Go to burtsbees.com slash renewal and take time for renewal today. What if you could learn from the world's most inspiring women? Now you can. Introducing Seneca Women, conversations on power and purpose. We bring you purpose-driven, actionable ideas and insights from leaders such as Tori Birch, Madeline Albright, Katie Couric, Valerie Jarrett, Andrea Jung, and many more. Listen to Seneca Women, conversations on power and purpose on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.